Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful for everybody. And I'm really excited about today's podcast because we're talking to an old friend about something that's super important. Today's issue is making intentional life choices and not doing life to get approval from others. In other words, tapping into your true self. Sounds very generic and granola, but it is so true. So uh, we can all relate. Give me your top three tips on living intentionally and making clear life choices that we want. I think it really takes connecting with yourself before you can make true, authentic, and intentional choices. Being intentional means you're being very deliberate with the actions that you take, the choices that you make, the words that you speak. So first you have to really tap into yourself and you have to have a good enough relationship with yourself to identify those things. You have problems, she has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. This topic is really about, I feel, boundary setting. And the way to create boundaries is to know what you really want for yourself. It's about recognizing when we're making choices in our lives because we're trying to please somebody or we're trying to get approval from somebody, or we're trying to get the feeling that we think is love from somebody, or the world, or hopefully, we're really doing something because we really want to. This boundary setting requires intention. Remember I told you guys I've been doing this boundary setting course. I'm almost done. I have one more course to do. And it's so eye-opening, boundary setting and stopping people-pleasing. So I recently set an intention to live more authentically, to make life choices and do things because I want to do these things for my greater good and not to please, impress, or get the approval of others. It ain't easy. But I got to tell you about a small victory. Maybe you guys can relate, especially women. So yesterday I was about to get acupuncture. Um, and before you know, do that at this particular place, a therapist usually comes in. I've got tennis elbow. It's so annoying. And he or she comes in and massages that part of the body that's in pain. And then, you know, they poke you with a bunch of needles. So when I made the appointment, I asked for a specific doctor and a specific massage therapist. Both were the best, I felt like. And as I, I was laying in the bed waiting for them to come in and I was playing this out in my head while I was waiting and I was going, I'm wondering if I'm going to get the people I asked for. What am I going to do if I don't get the people I asked for? And then in walks this super nice man because he's listening and walks in with a bowl of eucalyptus water as if he was reading my mind or my face and I'm like, hi. And he says, is it okay that I do the massage or do you want it somebody else? I, I, I'm like, why would he say that? And I was like, this is your chance to practice non-people-pleasing. Say what you want. Don't worry about fixing him or his feelings. And then I said, I would prefer Julieta. Let's say that's her name. Is she here? If not, that's okay. (laughs) You know, one step forward, two step back. He says, well, I would like to do the massage, Lynn. And I was like, oh, my God. But if you want her, let me see if she's available. And I said, I had to say it twice, uh, the universe gave me two, two, three chances. Uh, I got to practice. I got to say, yes, yes, I, I would like Julieta, if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, that would be really great. Um, so I said, yes, I would like her if she's available. So I had to say it twice, like I already told you. And then I watched myself. I checked myself, you know, how, to see how I was feeling. And I didn't feel much guilt, but I noticed I had to say it, but it was really kind of pansy, but whatever. I still said it. The whole thing seemed foreign to me, right? New, but yet wonderful and freeing. I simply made an intentional life choice to ask for what I wanted. And I got an amazing message, by the way, which was, you're on the right track. 
by the way, I, and the woman came in and she gave me the best massage. And I w- was like, don't, you, you said it nicely. And if the guy gets his feelings hurt, you didn't do it on purpose. In fact, it's not, you didn't really hurt his feelings. So anyway, it, it was a small thing, but maybe everybody listening can relate, especially again, women. I know some men suffer from this too. So the question is, how do we make consistent, intentional life choices? And what do we do with our program guilt and frankly, bullshit. Today's guest is a a friend of Advice for Life with Lynn. This is uh, our friend Sasha Torres, integrative health and wellness coach. She's been on before talking about some amazing things. And thank you so much for coming, Sasha. You're such a wealth of knowledge. Thank you. So give me an example of making non-intentional life choices. A great example, one of the ways that we'll t- we can actually tell that it's, it's a non-intentional choice is how we feel after we've made those decisions, right? So someone asks you to do something and you say yes, but deep down you don't really want to do it, so you be- it starts to build some resentment. You know, saying yes to helping someone out or yes to an appointment that, you didn't, that doesn't really fill the schedule that you currently have for yourself Different things, you know, just committing to things, Mm -hmm. doing things because they're expected of you as opposed to because it's what you truly feel in your soul is what you want. So, you know, it's not a true decision because you don't feel good. Exactly. Okay. So where does that come from? So I think back um, to childhood, right? We are born very innocent. We're born very pure into this wonderful, crazy world, right? And with that we get exposed to the expectations that our family has for us, our parents, our our society, our circle of friends. So as we grow up, we end up conforming and we lose sight of the things that we want for ourselves because we're told this is how you should be, this is how you should act, this is how you should what you should want. So we start losing sight of those things. And from a very early part in our lives, we tend to put our desires on the back burner. But it's also that we don't realize what our desires are. We're not truly tapped into who we are and we lose sight of the things that give us true joy. So that this sounds obviously kind of generational, right? Parents, just we we parents repeat what's what was done to us if we're not conscious. So like that could be an example of, you know, a parent telling the child, you know, uh, go hug Uncle Johnny, or did you call your grandma? You know, that's the nice thing to do. Or Absolutely. And give me another example of like how we are programmed. Another great example would be um, women are expected to, you're supposed to be quiet. You're not supposed to be so loud. You're not expected to, you're not, you're not supposed to um, be so boisterous. Because if you are, what? What's the label? Have you heard? You may not be liked. <laughs> right. You may not attract the right partner. Mm. You might not get the right job. If, Being if, so dramatic. Don't be a bitch. Exactly. Exactly. Don't don't give too much pushback. Mm-hmm. You know, be you can be assertive, but you know, mind your opinions a bit. Right. Things like that. And in general, again, I'm being very general when it comes to gender, but but men are not really taught that. I think they're taught. Don't show your feelings. Absolutely. Be strong. Absolutely. You know? So we, I guess we both get it. All genders get it on, on in different. Right. And we lose sight of what our true nature is. Mm-hmm. Right. So we end up doing things because that's the role that we're expected to take. But then 
we we lose sight, we, we lose clarity on who we are, and we're not being authentic. So yeah, and the example I gave, gave with the acupuncturist and the massage guy, here I am, a grown woman, and I'm having to really work hard at not taking responsibility for somebody else's feelings so I can sacrifice myself. So tell us how we can, um, give me your top three tips on living intentionally and making clear life choices that we want. I think it really takes connecting with yourself before you can make true, authentic, and intentional choices. Being intentional means you're being very deliberate with the actions that you take, the choices that you make, the words that you speak. So first you have to really tap into yourself and you have to have a good enough relationship with yourself to identify those things. So that's step one. You know, truly take the time to learn about yourself. Sometimes people may turn to inner child work. Sometimes people may turn to, you know, working through generational things, through things like family constellation, but really spend the time to get to know yourself whether it's through meditation, grounding practices, yoga, movement, energy healing, whatever it takes, uh, tap into that. So that's step one, I would say. Um, After that, I would say, you know, focus on the positives in your life, right? Give yourself room for gratitude. I think that's the foundation for every, any practice that we implement in our lives as Hmm. well. Why? Why should we focus? I mean, I know why, but tell me why we should focus on positive. Gratitude. What does gratitude do? It brings, it brings perspective, right? And it helps you look at things from a different lens, right? And with that clarity, you're also able to, you can set boundaries and say no in a way that also meets the other person or meets whatever halfway, right? For instance, if you, with this massage situation, they asked you specifically, one, you had already requested the specific person. They came in also asking you if you wanted this per- or you were okay with this person. So they gave you the opportunity to make the decision, right? And then you were, you were given an opportunity to either say no, you know, I'm, I'm picking up on this guy's energy people and we're please, great. Or, you can, you or people please, but it could have also been, maybe in that moment you, you picked off on this guy's energy mm-hmm. and he, maybe you guys connected and it was a better, it was a better match. Who knows, right? So number one, your tip for intentional living is to connect with yourself and you, you know, you talked about meditation, energy healing, but for those of you listening, if that's not your cup of tea, it might be too granola. Um, I got to stop using that word. It might be too <laughs> out there, you know, heebie-jeebie. Um, I feel like you can also connect with yourself just by taking time to be quiet, you know, and asking yourself, because that's what I did, too. I said to myself, what do you really want? I'm like, I want Juanita, Julieta, Betty, whoever, to massage my arms because she was the best. Nothing personal. This is what I want for myself, period, the end. Um, but even beyond the this small example, what I really wanted was to be true to myself. So number one, connect with yourself. Number two, you said focus on the positive. And the advantage of focusing on positive or, clair- or uh, gratitude gives you what? It shifts your perspective. Okay. Um, it really does shift your, shift your perspective. I mean, and also with gratitude, it might be something after the fact, right? When you look back at a situation and you realize that necessarily it wasn't how you wanted to play it out, but that's a learning curve, right? That, that just recognizing it in itself is, is a form of... You should be. You should show gratitude for that. Just to the fact that you were given a situation where 
you could tap into a deeper rooted, um, I don't want to say issue, but a deeper rooted part of your life that change that, your perspective that needs a little bit of work, mm-hmm. right? And when, where you can take a step back and recognize, okay, I wasn't being true to myself. But when you're when you're in tune with yourself, and it goes back to first, you know, being in tune with yourself, understanding what your needs are. That's first and foremost, mm-hmm. right? And then from there, understanding that. The, the, the way you've seen the world and the way you've seen life isn't necessarily just you. It's influenced by all these outside factors, right? And then stepping into a point of gratitude to say, okay, I, I recognize, I acknowledge this. Be grateful for the I'm lesson. I'm grateful for this lesson. Mm-hmm. And now let's move forward, right? But to move forward, you also have to nurture yourself and you have to do what is true to you, right? And you have to you have to find the things that that really feed your soul they give you absolute joy so that would be number three find what feeds your joy correct and how do you do that or find what feeds your soul finds find what makes you happy taking time to pause Mm -hmm. and to nurture yourself what does nurturing yourself look like it can be different for so many people for me it's taking a bubble bath and Mm -hmm. everyone who's listening to this who knows me knows how much i value my baths right and that's my quiet time and that's my, my self-care. But it's also getting back on my yoga mat. So taking the time to be able to disconnect so that when you give to another person and you say, you know, yes, you, you will be in situations where you adapt or you do things deliberately for other people, mm-hmm. but you'll do them from a place of love right? because you've nurtured yourself and you've given yourself the love right. and you're not going into it burnt out and exhausted and resentful. Okay. That's a great example. Would you also suggest um, practice only taking responsibility, or not only, that's a big word, taking responsibility for your actions, your feelings, your thoughts, and not taking responsibility for somebody else's feelings, being considerate and kind, but not, you know, again, there's that people-pleasing line. People-pleasing is definitely something that we a lot of us struggle with right but there's also the idea of being you know you and i both are are very empathetic right Mm -hmm. so we pick up on people's energies and we you know because we're coaches we want to help and we want to help people see the best in a situation or in themselves and there comes a point that you have to allow them to be on their own journey and and recognizing that you know we we deal with it a lot with our coaching clients where we have to we can give them the tools and be along this journey with them but we can't help them find the solutions i, I completely agree it's funny i was just talking to one of my coaches the other day and she was she was mentioning watch your intention you know when you give somebody advice especially unsolicited but when you give somebody advice or, hey, look out, there's a hole in the road. What is your intention, she says? is Am I, am I fixing? Am I judging? Or am I coming from love? Like, I really love you. Hey, look out, there's a hole in the road ahead. Or am I, am I, am I trying to change you because it makes me feel better? So watching your intention is key. Be, or it's because that's what you think is the best approach. Right. Everyone's on their own journey. Right. So... You know, that, that phrase that you can bring a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. It's the same idea. You can be there for somebody, but you don't have to take on their right. issues or their, their troubles. Um, it's up to them. And no one's broken. No. 
or as you call the word journey, we're all on a journey. So to to recapitulate, um, Sasha's top three tips, I'm going to throw in one of my own, uh, to living intentionally, connect with yourself, whether it be energy healing or meditation or just taking time in the car to turn off, turn off the music and really listen to what is it that I want. Number two, focus on positivity. Um, you said that brings you clarity, gratitude, looking at the world differently instead of maybe from a victim, be grateful for the hard lessons and the good stuff for it all. For the good and the bad. Right, which Every, changes your energy. It does. And, you know, like you said, you used an interesting word just now, victim, right? If you look at life, you, we have two choices. We can look at life and say, I was raised a certain way and I'm a victim and I have all these things. Or we can look at life in a way of, okay, I was raised this way. It made me stronger for X, Y, and Z. And now I want to, conf- I want to adapt, right? So it, it's, it's cha- a shift in perspective. Right. Number three, your tip was also find out what feeds you, what brings you joy. That also takes a moment, takes a breath. I think it takes some silence and maybe not to get out of your head, get into your heart. And number four, I would throw in there, watch your intention. What is my intention? Am I trying to fix somebody or am I really acting purely as to what I want? So you're, you're a great wellness coach. Why did you want to talk about this particular subject? Because whenever, I mean, sometimes I want to talk about certain things with my guests, but I asked Sasha what she wanted to talk about. And you, you brought this up. Why? Why is it important to you? Um, the first step is really to tap into what brings you joy. You can't fix something or change something if you can't identify the areas in your life that are not giving you full fulfillment. So you worried, worded that differently. You worded that, I would, thought you were going to say... I tap into what's bugging you, tap into what's wrong, ta- tap into what's bringing you down. You said what's bringing you joy. Right. So what if you don't know, what if you say, well, shit, there's nothing bringing me joy or like barely anything. Well, on a scale of one to 10, you can rank it, I right? See. And you can say, okay, in these areas of my life, this is bringing me, let's say a six, or this is bringing me an eight or whatever. And you can, you can then you're able to identify the imbalances. And while identifying those imbalances, then you can go a little bit further to figure out why, why there's imbalances. And, and that also brings you closer to being intentional and more deliberate. You know, we talked about it the first time we sat together about mindful eating. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You're being mindful, deliberate, and intentional with how you eat your food. Right. right? So it's, it's taking us to a greater sense of consciousness and, and awareness. So instead of just reacting to life in general, you're... You're, you're steering your car. Exactly. You're driving the boat. Do you find with your clients they struggle with this? I think so. I think as a society, we're just overwhelmed with so many different things. And we are constantly being pulled in so many different directions. You know, whether it's with work, whether it's with the family. You know, as a, I'm not a parent, but I, I, I see parents all the time. You know, their kids, their husband, their dog, the, the, the pet, you know, and then... All these things, and then they lose sight of themselves, right? So I think just as a society, we are constantly being expected to, to do certain things and expected to be a certain way that we lose sight. What is your advice to your clients when they struggle with guilt? You know, taking care of yourself and living your best life and living with intention sounds good and certainly feels good, but 
when you're programmed to feel guilty because you're not doing what somebody expects of you or wants of you, what is your advice on how to handle that guilt? Because the guilt is old and it's programmed, of course. It's not in the present moment. But The guilt is so deep-rooted, mm-hmm. right? So it really, we, we, we spend a lot of time t- pulling out the layers and figuring out where that guilt is coming from and tapping into the why. You know, I, we go almost, I, I typically go into a very childlike, you know, when a child asks why, why, but why? Right, so, you know? Know. so you we peel go, the layers. We peel through it and we, we ask the questions and figure out what the root of that guilt is. Because sometimes that guilt could be something from their childhood that, you know, I, I, they saw their parent do or they saw someone else you, it was a, you, they saw that this is how it needed to be and if they're not in line with that then they feel guilty whatever it is right it, guilt is something that it's an emotion that we feel that that come that's much more it, it it's much deeper than just let's not be guilty <laughs> exactly yeah. so it with my acupuncture example i i i mean i I didn't peel, 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 but I knew that the guilt or the feeling of responsibility for somebody else's feelings that I was making up, like, oh, this guy's going to get his feelings hurt. I made up this whole story, um, came from childhood. I don't know what age, but somewhere along the line, I, I figured that I was responsible to make people happy. And I recognized that that was not the now. So I purposely said, I'm not responsible for other people's feelings if I'm coming from kindness and love and I'm, I'm good. So, and it's also, you have to, you know, you have to put yourself first, right? Right. You, they say it on the plane, right? right? Put your oxygen mask on first. So you come first and that's okay. You can't help other people. You can't be there for anybody else. If you're constantly putting yourself on the back burner. Right, 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 right. No, that's absolutely, absolutely right. I mean, but it takes practice. Of course it's, it, it is a practice, right? right? Anything that we do is a practice, our yoga practice, our meditation practice, they're all called practices for a reason. Two steps forward, one step back for me. So in conclusion, what is your, in a sentence, what is your best advice for life on how to live intentionally? Be kind to yourself and trust that we are all perfectly imperfect and we are all on this journey of life and there's always another day to do it yeah. differently. Exactly. I hate using the word right because there's no right or wrong. Exactly. Before we leave, can you give me an example of um, how you've been working on this yourself? Because I feel like we coaches, <laughs> you know, we teach to learn um, because we might have struggled or faced similar challenges. So you also know I, I have a marketing consulting business, right? Mm-hmm. And majority of my day-to-day is consumed by clients and meetings. And I try very, very hard to plan my days and plan certain days for meetings, certain days for creativity, and oftentimes it gets jumbled up. There came a point where I, I used to always work from a place that was beautiful, whether it was outside, a coffee shop, the beach, wherever, somewhere that I was sitting outside, I was enjoying being in this beautiful city that we live in, right? And I got to a place where my clients were demanding so much 
and adjusting my schedule so much and I kept adapting and I kept saying, yeah, no problem, no problem. Yes, of course. We can, you want to change the appointment? No problem. And I found myself like a chicken without a head. Mm. And I was running around all over the city every day, five days a week. And then on the weekends, I was catching up on emails that I was missing because I was in traffic for hours. And finally, I said, okay. I didn't have to say this to anybody, but I, I, I made a conscious choice to say, okay, I'm going to stick to this as my schedule. And if they want a meeting on this day or, you know, some days if it's flexible, I can accommodate. But some days I can't. And so you checked in with yourself and you realized I'm not happy. Well, I was burning myself out. Yeah. And my workouts, you know, wellness is so important to me. So I was putting workouts on the back burner. I was putting me days on the back burner. I was working seven days a week around mm. the clock. And it was saying like, yes, 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 of course. And then I, I realized I'm like, I'm always catching up on emails. I'm always catching up on things because I sat in traffic for three hours. Mm-hmm. Can't do it anymore. And it's OK. And what happened was I became much more productive. And now when I go for a meeting, I'm not watching the clock. I'm not saying, oh, wait, I got to go. And you're not resentful, I'm not resentful. Mm-hmm. And it's great because I'm able to be more creative I'm able to factor in my workouts when I want to do them. So let's go through the example you just you just exa- gave. It's a perfect example. Number one, you connected with yourself and you checked in and you said, I'm not happy. Number two, you focused on, well, you got clarity. You well, say, I was focus. also grateful that I had all this focus business. On, okay, right? so you were grateful, number two. And then number three, you figured out what feeds you and that is some downtime, well, some workout time, absolutely. some balance. Absolutely. And look at that. The example is so perfect because your life got better. Productivity increased. Isn't that and I'm funny? I'm so much happier. It's, um, you changed your energy. Yeah. Great example. Thank you so much, Sasha. I hope we all uh, live more authentically and intentional. I mean, that word is kind of you know overwhelming, but it's true. Be your true self. And when you have shame, look at it. But no, it's not from the now. It's from the past. Thank you so much, Sasha Torres. If you want to get a hold of Sasha, how can we get a hold of you on Instagram? You can find me on Instagram. My handle is at Sasha underscore Torres. Beautiful. And you can contact Sasha for life coaching, for wellness coaching. Mindful maybe, eating. Mindful eating. Branding. And marketing. You're, you're a woman of all trades, a Jane of all trades. Thank you, everybody. And thank you so much for listening to Advice with Life of Lynn. And here's to intentional living. See you next time on the next podcast. Yay! A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. I care about what's on your mind. I love your questions. And when you go to my website, you'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways they can help the Advice for Life followers. So reach out if you have something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think. Tell me how I'm doing, what you want to hear about. The links are also in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. And your shares and your subscribes and your reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and help us reach a lot more people. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.